0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us as this week, November 1st, we are celebrating the one-year anniversary of our podcast that is focused on current topics and events that are shaping our society, the world of education, and the local church. I'm your host, Scott Spees, the Director of Advancement here at DCC, and joining us for this episode is an esteemed and beloved member of DCC's faculty, Professor Emerita Dr. Kara Snyder. Dr. Snyder, we are glad to have you here today.
1: Well, thank you. I'm humbled.
0: <laughs> well, we recently honored you, Dr. Snyder, for 50 years of service to DCC at our homing, homecoming celebration event that we had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Dr. Snyder received her B.A. at Vanderbilt University, her M.A. at Texas Christian University. She finished a Master of Religious Education at Emanuel School of Religion, and then completed her Ph.D. at the University of North Texas, and then came to DCC. And we're going to hear more about that here in a few minutes, I'm sure. And In addition to her long tenure with DCC, she spent a few seasons of her career teaching in China, as well as at the Ghana Christian College. And so we may have some time to talk about that, but anyone who has been around Dallas Christian College for any length of time, any of our uh, alumni and former students, you know about Kara Snyder. And so we're honored to have her here today for this podcast and helping to guide our discussion with Dr. Snyder is the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast. Uh, the vice president of institutional advancement, Mr. Mark Worley. So, Mark, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you facilitate today's episode.
2: Yeah, thanks, Scott. And you know what? Th- I'm glad you're back. Uh, you do such a great job of hosting and introductions and stuff like that. Uh, Bruce Dykas, who is a engineer here, uh, can tell you, man, that's that's diff- more difficult than it looks. well, so well
0: done. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you.
2: Well, and I'm excited about being here today with Dr. Kara Snyder. Uh, actually, you finished at UNT while you were teaching here, right?
1: Actually, I finished all three of those those higher degrees after I was already teaching here. Really? So <laughs> yes. So
2: you finished your bachelor's at Vanderbilt and then came to teach here?
1: I finished my bachelor's. I went to Emmanuel. And I had done three years at Emanuel, but I hadn't finished the thesis when DCC was willing to hire me.
2: So, wow, that was, and we're going to talk a little bit about your adventure with DCC this, uh, this episode. Uh, I can't wait for the next episode as well uh, when we talk about uh, your views on literature and things like that. But, okay, let's talk about this. So you came to DCC, I think, uh, the first year I was here as a student. That's right. And so you taught uh, English and literature, um, right? So uh, you <laughs> and were my English freshman study
1: and vacation Bible school, and <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> what all have you taught here? I mean, what
1: are some well, things? Well, yeah, uh, Comp one and two, um, uh, in developmental English, world lit, American lit, English lit, one one and two of all of those english word study which actually was a great course it's a shame we can't fit it in now um yeah in fact I, I remember
2: mark barrier was oh, saying yeah, shakespeare <coughs> uh, yeah. mark barrier said he took the english word study and it was one of the best things that yeah. he had uh, he had participated in so yeah.
1: yeah yeah no it's a helpful course and that dr crawford actually taught it originally Oh really? it was his course yeah and and I've also taught philosophy, I've taught Old Testament survey, I've taught, uh, uh, that may be, that may be it, I've forgotten. No, you, you know. <laughs>
2: That's a lot. <laughs> That's, <laughs> I think you've got a wide spectrum. So what's your favorite? What's your favorite?
1: Oh. Uh, well, it's hard to say. It's it's great fun teaching literature. It's great. It's great fun teaching composition. But I'm relieved not to be t- teaching it now because of the grading load. The grading load is oh, horrible. Oh yeah, you have
2: to read a bunch of papers but, and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, but comp is fun to teach. But all of it is fun to teach. So yeah. Uh, so <laughs>
2: you you have impacted. I mean, it's interesting that basically an English and literature professor. Can impact so many students the way you have
1: well and well that's the funny thing about teaching when you look back over your own education you don't necessarily remember what you learned in the classroom or what they were teaching now it gets into your brain somehow and it comes up when you need it <clears throat> if you learned it but what you do remember is the people you remember those teachers and and it, that occurred to me back in my 30s, I guess, my early 30s, that, that it's who you are as a teacher that's having more impact than anything. Uh, it really is. And, I mean, and that really caught me up short when I realized, you know, it doesn't matter that I know all this literature or all this stuff that I know, which is great to know, but if it's not coming through a a Christian person who loves their students and loves what they're teaching it, you know you're, you're wasting your effort missing the point
2: <laughs> that is so good that you would say that because I mean that's one of the things that I saw in you as a professor mm-hmm. that uh, uh, you know you indeed cared for uh, the student in, a, in such a great way
1: uh, hallelujah! Yeah, because that is what—that's the first thing. You know. <coughs> yep. And you—you you think that's—that's
2: that's the key thing for a professor?
1: Uh, for any teacher, yeah, yeah. for any teacher. If you gotta love your students, and you gotta love your subject. Which one's more important? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, when you started at DCC, I mean, we we're talking about fifty years ago. I mean, well, there's a, there's a lot of changes in the culture in
1: uh,
2: and, and, and all those years. So let me ask you, I mean, did, did the cultural changes, did that impact uh, what literature you take a look at or or how you teach or, or the way you teach? Uh,
1: sure. Uh, uh, my favorite joke about my career is that I thought I'd teach here for a couple of years and then get a real job. But in those first couple of years, I learned what the importance of Bible college, the importance of Christian higher education because uh, the culture was changing drastically, has changed drastically, and and the Christian voice just is all the more important in the world. Um, and, and to be able to teach literature from a Christian perspective has been a, a phenomenal blessing to me um, and, and makes all the difference in the world in whether the class matters in the long run to the students, because it's not a matter of just learning this stuff so that you can pass your teacher certification or so you can get a grade and move on, but it's about what kind of a person are you becoming because of the stories and the poems and the stuff, the songs that you're encountering and that you're reading?
2: Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. think you're piquing the listeners' interest big time here, uh, which is why we want to do a
1: All right, uh, another I get,
2: another well. podcast. But I mean that that, that it truly is. So mm-hmm. so how have you seen? Uh, I mean, you you, you taught freshmen. Students in grammar and comp for years. How have you seen uh, students change?
1: Um, that's a funny question. Uh, I mean, because I get people get asked that a lot. Teachers do. In one sense, students are the same. They're at the college stage of life. <laughs> they are stepping out and becoming independent adults, and and they're making the same kinds of mistakes that we made when when we stepped out um so in one sense students haven't changed but then in in another sense oh sure culture has made a lot of changes in both what students um know uh or what they've experienced uh and um and and what they're afraid of if you want to the biggest difference that i would see now is a a generation that that kind of lives in fear um, unless they really know the lord unless they really are confident in in faith um that it's a fearful generation and to get them to come out of their shells and i was real excited in class the other day when before class started three students were actually talking to each other (laughs) who had not really met before you know class (laughs) or before the semester started and i told him i said i'm letting this go on because i'm happy to see you talking to each other
0: (laughs) instead of buried in their phones. exactly
1: exactly yeah
2: so so has, has technology changed that?
1: Well, sure. I mean, sure, technology has, but but probably the bigger influences have been the breakdown in the family uh, and the breakdown in faith in our culture. The breakdown in faith has led to the breakdown in the family. That's led to kids who've come out of broken homes, abusive situations, neglected situations, uh, uh, nobody at home helping them with homework or helping them to see the need for studying and so forth, and all of that affects, you know, their outlook.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you think. Uh, I mean, as 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 I was thinking about 50 years,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, you began teaching here at Dallas Christian College right after the Vietnam War. Or,
1: yeah, it was, that was still coming to a close. Yeah. You know.
2: So it would th- it would seem that there would almost be you know this this culture of fear and mm. uh, devastation or whatever, you know, coming out coming of the sixties. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
1: And there's also the change in when, when we first came here, the student body was largely kids who had grown up in uh, non-denominational Christian churches and had a common denominator of, of that kind of church background. And, and that, has disappeared from from Bible colleges generally I think uh, so is that good or bad um, it, it's just different and it just means the task is different, uh, especially in the Bible department, bringing <laughs> kids along who have not grown up in Sunday school and and that sort of thing
2: so so I love asking uh, the question about uh, you know impact on on different different uh, cultures. Uh, things like that, but you know, have you seen much of a change? Uh, I mean, you're a woman. You come and and teach. Uh, have you seen ideas change about uh, women, about uh, women in leadership, about women professors? Uh, have you seen changes in that in that um, fifty year <clears throat> time frame?
1: Well, sure. Uh, and that uh, I'll end up sounding really funny. Um, I ha- I have never experienced a sense of sexism at at DCC, uh, and and I am so blessed in that regard. Yeah. And I've never uh, uh, nobody's ever held me back from doing what God has given me to do, and and that's a blessing. Nobody holds me back from. From even preaching, if uh, you know, if they want me to, if you know, I don't go seeking that. But if I'm asked, and if it seems like what God wants me to do, yeah, I'll do it. And and I preach to my classes all the time. (laughs) Just ask them. But uh, but sure, we've all seen huge changes in the culture in terms of what women want to do or what they're expected to do, and. And you know, like Emerson says, society never advances, that for every, what, for every advance, there's also a loss. And we're now in the midst of, of recognizing the loss that we feel when all women are away from home and, and the kids are being raised by somebody else. Yeah. Um, and, and if you have children, that is the most important job that you have there is no more important job yeah so <clears throat> and I don't mean that about just women I mean that about both parents
2: <sighs> yeah absolutely yeah. uh yeah the role of a father is huge yeah so so uh, do you remember the first time you preached in chapel here
1: uh, I sure do <laughs> I do so, do you remember it <laughs>
2: I remember you preaching a couple of times, but I, I, I'm not sure I remember the first time. So yeah. what was that like? What did you feel? What did you experience?
1: Oh, I explicated Psalm 133. There it is. It I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and I did it in a style that a, a Vanderbilt student would have done. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so
2: so what, what's, okay, tell me about a Vanderbilt.
1: Well, that was the, the uh, new critical approach to poetry, which is still the approach I take, which is let the poem speak for itself. What does it say? Well, here's what that, po- that poem says mm. <laughs> yeah. about Aaron letting the oil run down, be unified like, like the oil flowing down off Aaron's beard or whatever. It's that psalm about unity.
0: Yeah. How good it is when brothers yeah. dwell together in unity
1: exactly that one which i could not recall (laughs) so what
2: are what are some highlights in your mind over the last 50 years um uh, uh, i mean when i ask that what what immediately (laughs) pops in your head
1: um that's one of those questions that i can never answer because um uh, what are highlights what are somebody asked me the other day what simple pleasures do you enjoy that, that's the spectrum there between highlights and simple pleasures every day ought to have highlights in it and the simple pleasures of every day ought to be bringing highlights to the day um, so highlights in teaching highlights it's it's always a highlight when a student goes ah, <laughs> or when a student comes in and says I was reading this and blah 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 and and you're going yes they're getting it yes they love what they're doing or you read a student's paper and you go that's that's so insightful
2: yeah I would imagine you know that you get to know students so much deeper. <laughs> Yeah, because of the papers they write.
1: Oh, absolutely. And and I'm now think here's a highlight. I had, I won't name the student's name, but a real quiet student who had difficulty in the class, but when it but I gave him a creative writing assignment that totally irrelevant from what we were reading in class, and that student just produced a wonderful poem about her father, and. Uh, and uh, yeah, that I still love remembering that. Those are the kinds of things that English teachers count as highlights. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: uh, as Scott said, we we celebrated you mm-hmm. for your fiftieth year mm-hmm. of teaching. So, uh, I mean, what? My son always asked me questions like this. You know, like dad what did it feel like you know oh. so so what does it feel like to have taught at dcc for 50 years
1: um i guess it's just really weird <laughs> you know if so few people get the chance mm-hmm. to stay at a job they really love for that long and um and it so i'm just so blessed um
2: when when you My think dad. of 50 years, has it has it does
1: it feel like it's been? 50 oh no, years? oh no! I'm still that ignorant, you know, <laughs> you know, almost graduated graduate student that started teaching <laughs> <That's> here.
2: <all. laughs> you do know you're brilliant, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh well, I, well if I am, praise God. But <laughs> it's going away fast. <laughs> well I, oh that's my other joke yeah you know the joke about uh, a beginning teacher and an old teacher are worth the same what the beginning teacher doesn't know the old teacher has forgotten, forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's me yeah
2: and so you still love teaching
1: oh yeah oh yeah i i because i wrestle with you know okay I've, am i going to keep doing this i mean it is it is tiring It you know and it I mean it is and there are all these other you know things in life that you need to keep up with and the older you are the less energy you have for doing that but but yes I still love doing it so as long as my mind is able and students aren't going would you please get her out of the classroom? Oh, I would <laughs> I might hurt keep anybody doing it. that say that. <laughs> well, when you do, let me know. Okay. <laughs> say so, bye. <laughs> so uh, what, one,
2: one final thing, Scott. We, uh, you know, I, I use this illustration uh, in a sermon that I preached a lot. <laughs> and I, I was really uh, afraid that I would offend you. But, uh, <laughs>
1: it's one of our favorite shared stories. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of our favorite. So you want to tell it or you want me to? <laughs> yeah um well let's see yeah, go ahead and tell it no, okay. you now well
2: when i was in i think it was a, like a 7 a.m class or something right. and, yes it was and back then we carried briefcases because we didn't have laptops and uh i i always had uh you know i'd throw in a louis lemur western or a spider-man comic book or something like that and and so uh I remember there were 18 heads that dropped that day and I did not want to be number 19. And so I pulled up my briefcase to hide, you know, what I was reading. Well, that particular day, I'd forgotten to put any Louis Lemur Westerns or Spider-Man comic books. All I had were my textbooks and and the Bible. that I still have a New American Standard Bible. And I was like, what a bummer. So for the very first time in my life, it's true, the very first time in my life, I turned to Jude that's one chapter, and I read through it, and I was like, "Hey, this really is speaking to me." So then I turned over to Third John, it's real close, and it's one chapter, and I read through that, and it's like, "Hey, this speaks to me." Then I turned to Second John, and that was the beginning mm-hmm. of my deep, deep passion for the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And I shared that that mm-hmm. uh,
1: that yeah, illustration when, when you were in
2: the audience, and I thought, "I'm going to offend her." Gosh, this. <laughs> Because it was in your class.
1: Yes, yeah. And from my perspective, I'm sitting in in church camp uh, on the faculty, and Mark's preaching away, and he gets into this illustration about how, you know how it is, you're sitting in this English class, and it's so boring, and you're about to fall (laughs) asleep. And so I turn to my Bible, and and he goes on and talks about how he he discovered Scripture. But as he was getting into it, he suddenly realized that, (laughs) This time, his English teacher was in his audience. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) And I just laughed because, yeah, and I did ask him later. I said, now, was that in the discussion of literature or was that in a class that was about grammar? And he said, oh, that was about grammar. And I went, oh, good, because, yeah, I would have been bored to death in a class (laughs) on grammar You were very gracious. (laughs) You were very
2: gracious for sure. Well, Kara, thank you so much. Uh, for being a part of Dallas Christian College. And, you know, as, as we were celebrating your 50th year, I was also thinking about the massive amount of lives that you have touched. And, uh, yeah, Bruce is raising his hand, and, uh, you know, that, that really begins with me, uh, you know, the, the influence that you've had in my life. So
1: Well, it works both ways. Well, thank <laughs> it you. It sure does.
0: Excellent. Thank you. And I think we're going to continue maybe on another topic yeah. with Dr. Snyder in the future here. So, But if this is the first time you've visited the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast, we want to encourage you to check out the wide variety of topics that we have looked at this past year. And you can find those listed on any of your podcast platforms, including uh, the DCC website, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Amazon, and Google. And again, we want to thank you for being a, a listener and joining us today for this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I pray that you have a great day. Find simple joys, right, Dr. Snyder? Find something to celebrate today, and I pray that you have a great day. Take care, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time.